0: What was my actual launch plan to land my podcast in the top 40? In part one, we went over the foundation and today we're going over the actual plan. So we're first going to go over how the rankings work. What was the goal of the launch? I think having a goal is so important. How many episodes I launched with, when to launch, and the communications cadence I use. And of course, my most valuable asset during this launch. And before we go into this week's episode, I want to take a minute to read you the reviewer of the week. This one is from Elisa Vargas, and I actually know and love Melissa in real life, so thank you so much for your words. She said, Eugenia has a way with words, and she can break down really complex marketing concepts in a way that any business owner can understand. Each episode is so unique and packed with top-notch advice, and she makes you want to binge her podcast. I'm excited to learn and implement everything she's sharing. This is one you can't miss. Oh, this was so sweet. And if you're finding value in this show, please leave a five-star rating and a review. Now, on to the episode. Welcome to creator to leader Are you struggling to connect with your ideal customers online? Are you confused about the most effective way to market your business? If you're ready to become the go-to expert in your industry and stand out from the crowd, this podcast is for you. Hey, I'm Eugenia. That's Eugenia in Spanish, but you can call me E. My mission is to help entrepreneurs stand out online so that they can grow their businesses. I do this through comprehensive marketing strategies, impactful content plans, and storytelling leadership. We both know you are running on caffeine and big dreams, so let's dive right in. In part one, we talked about the foundation and these are the pieces you need to have in place for a strong, not only podcast launch, but overall podcast structure. And as I was preparing for the second part, which is the actual launch, I realized that there are so many pieces. Yet, there is one main secret and that is your relationships. And I'm not talking about followers or email subscribers. I'm talking about people who you have an actual relationship with. And this is the people from your team who support you, your friends, your collaborators, your colleagues. There is something special about people coming together for a cause they are excited about with no other intention than supporting it and seeing it succeed. So that's the one thing I recommend you take from this episode, the importance of leaning into your relationships. With that said, though, I need to disclose something. Confession time. I am a competitive person. And listen, I am not even embarrassed to admit it. I feel like competitive people, we've gotten a bad rep. But if I join a contest, I'm going to play to win. I also love competing with a team, which is funny because I don't have one athletic bone in my body. I tried volleyball and I think I lasted for a month, but I do love competing with a team. And I know that that can be exhausting because I work for such a high standard of performance that sometimes people around me are like, girl, we need to catch a break. And don't get me wrong, I know I've had to work in controlling this personality trait. And in college, I was so competitive that I would overwhelm my teams because we needed to be the best. Like, we needed to win. If there wasn't a competition, I created one in my mind. And if you ask my classmates from my college days, they will tell you that it was a little intense. They would be like, she's sweet, but she's a little intense. But since then, I have I think, refined this talent. And yes, I see it as a talent. First, I'm good at developing systems so that me and my teams can win consistently. And while some people obsessed over numbers and KPIs, I know which numbers truly matter and I'm able to focus on those. And of course, I love a good celebration. Like I'm fun. So if we win, we're going to celebrate, trust me. And by the way, not only am I competitive, but I've found that the closest people in my life are very competitive. My husband is competitor, my brother and business partner, even my mom is super competitive. So obviously when I decided that I was going to launch a podcast, my competitive nature came into play. And I was very proud to own it because I really don't struggle that much anymore with comparison to other people. I really compete with myself, if that makes sense. But because I'm new to using this competitiveness as a superpower, I wanted to make sure that I didn't put too much value in the result of the ranking. Meaning I wanted to rank in the top 100. That was my goal. And top 50, if possible, top 50 was like dream come true for me. But I also didn't want to make sure the success of this launch only by the rankings. I didn't want to let something external, because Something that's completely out of my control and something that no one really knows for sure, muddy the waters for what my vision for this show was. Because yes, I wanted to have a successful launch, but I envisioned this show for the long term. So, all of that to say, if you are competitive like me, I get it. Now, let's lay a few disclaimers here. A podcast launch really is 1% of the work. Our long form content, That is built for the long run. That is built to build a brand, to build a business, to impact, and that has a compound effect. So that is not built for a ranking system to validate us. So while it is exciting and we are getting into my launch plan for sure, I do want to give you that perspective. The ranking doesn't make podcast success. And that's coming from me, a competitive person. Success comes from consistency, it comes from impact, it comes from progressive growth. But with that said, if we can have the cute little cherry on the top of the rankings and that can be our stamp of approval, please welcome. So now that we have that clear, that little disclaimer, how the rankings work. The rankings for podcasting are not a single platform algorithm. So it is not like uploading your video on YouTube and then YouTube is showing your video. So you clearly, because YouTube has control over who's watching your video, you can go to the rankings of the platform and you see how your video, for example, on YouTube is ranking or trending on how many views it had. So there had to be created some system to unify the downloads or try to understand the podcast download system because you upload your audio into a hosting platform, and the hosting platform is the distributor into the directories, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and whatever you listen to your podcast. So it's kind of, just to give you an example, imagine that you are selling candles, right? And you sell your candles at a farmer's market. So you create your stand, you'll sell your candles directly to the people that walk into the market. So, If you bought the stand for X amount of dollars and you made the X amount of sales, you have a clear understanding on how this platform or this place performed for you. Then instead, imagine that you sold this candle now to the Urban Outfitters Corporation and they own the Urban Outfitters stores. They own Anthropology, They own Free People. So now they take care of distributing your candles to all these different stores, So now we need to have a system to understand sales in all these different stores with different volumes, different presences in different states. And this is not an oranges to oranges example. I was trying to find a metaphor or an example that would be exactly like this, but bear with me. It gives you an idea. So basically when you upload your content directly to a platform like YouTube or Instagram and the platform distributes it, you can see your number and your downloads and your rankings from the actual platform that has complete control over who's watching or listening versus with a podcast where you upload into a hosting platform that is the distributor for all the actual platforms where you download the agents where you download the audio from. So this platform, let's say Buzzsprout, which is what I use, or LipSync is a big one. Podbean is another one. They are distributors right? They host your audio and they send it to all these different platforms where people download your audio from. So why do I tell you this? Because to understand rankings, we need to understand that there is not one single source of truth that tells you how to rank. You can understand how many downloads you've gotten and we're going to get there in a minute, but there is not just like advice that someone might tell you where this is the absolute truth on how to rank. Because some platforms like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, they have their own indicator. They have their own stats. They have their own algorithm. And I don't want to get too into the weeds, but we have the Interactive Advertising Bureau and that's the IAB and they are advertising and they offer hosting platforms guidelines for measuring downloads across all services. And that's why you have your stats in your hosting platform. So if you have Buzzsprout or Lipsing, as I said, you have your stats in those platforms to see how many downloads you've gotten because these AAB, they are unifying downloads across all agents. And again, I don't want to get too technical, but just that to say that AAB, the downloads you are getting are not necessarily translating into the rankings of specific platforms because all those specific platforms have their own ranking system if that makes sense i really hope it did oh that to say the ranks are not hard rule but it all comes down to popularity intent to listen and show quality right those are the three main indicators and listening means place like indicating content popularity Follows indicates they intend to listen, and completion rate, that indicates quality. So when it comes to ratings and review, according to Apple Podcasts, they don't influence the algorithm, because Apple Podcasts tells you that only listening, follows, and completion rate influence the algorithm. However, when a show has more ratings and more reviews, it influences people to listen. Right. Because when you're looking for a podcast to listen and discover, if you see a podcast that has 3005 star ratings, you're like, okay, a lot of people like this. Let me see what's up. Right. You want to start listening to it creates that effect of validation of other people have liked this. So if you ask me, even though ratings and review according to Apple podcasts are not considered part of the ranking system for the algorithm, I think it's potato potato. I think reviews do matter in one way or another. So with that in mind, the focus of my launch was to get people to listen and to leave a review because in my experience, again, as I said, reviews do matter. So I prepared a document with all this information. It was a Google doc. It was simple. I made it cute and branded, but really I didn't focus too much on the actual design of this Google Doc, I wanted to have a place with all the instructions. Even if people don't read the whole thing, they would have a place for any questions. And I call this my launch kit. And it had links to how-to videos. It was both in English and Spanish because I had a lot of people that were supporting me that they don't necessarily feel as comfortable reading in English. And I wanted to really equip them to be clear about the steps we needed to take. So I sent this kit via email, I sent it via text because I created a form that I sent to people asking to join the launch team. What I did by creating this form is that people were organized in my CRM system and I would have everyone's email, everyone's phone and everyone's preference in two things, whether they prefer to be contacted by email or text, and whether they prefer to receive the information in English and Spanish. Now, the people that joined my launch team were not subscribed to my general email list. I think this is very important because I wanted to make sure that people that wanted to support the show, but not necessarily wanted to join my regular emails or wanted to be entering to any type of sequence, were able to support it and receive all the information and receive all the reminders without having to then receive all the additional brand information. So they're not subscribed. And what I did is that after everything was finalized and the giveaway winners were chosen, and we're going to go into that in a minute, I send them. If you want to stay connected, if you want to continue being subscribed to my email list, please sign up again, basically. If not, they were removed. They were not part of my general email marketing list. I thought that was very important because I wanted to stay transparent and respect that they were supporting specifically this launch. Now, how many episodes did I launch with? I launch with three episodes and a trailer because that increases the number of possible downloads a person can make, which increases the listen time that we talked about. Because if someone listens to one episode, they like it, they have more to go back to. So that adds to the number of minutes that someone is listening versus if you only launch with one episode. If someone loves the episode, they listen to the full episode, they don't have anything else. So you are basically depriving your podcast from receiving more minutes of listen time. I think launching with three episodes and a trailer is a safe bet. I've seen people launch with more, but I think three is a great number. It really worked great for me. And for a ninja strategy, if I were to take it up a notch, let's say I, you know, I really thought about doing this when I saw we were number 37 in the rankings, I was like, oh my gosh, we need to like continue this momentum. So if you have the capacity, my team did not have the capacity and actually we were very happy because again, my great dream goal was making it to the top 50 and we were actually 37. So, you know, I think capacity is a big part of the conversation. But if you do have the capacity and you want to go full in Ninja, I would actually plan to release one more episode two days after the launch to give the podcast another boost in listening. Because you already have those warm and curious people checking the show out, right? So you already have an excuse to go back and be like, hey, we have another one. So yeah, I would recommend this for sure. If you have the capacity, very important. Now, when to launch your podcast? This is minutiae, Maybe it doesn't matter. I've seen podcasts launch on Fridays and they do great. But I recommend launching either Monday or Tuesday. Why? Because that's the beginning of the week. You are giving people the whole week to listen and leave a review. If you launch on a Thursday, you're only giving people two days to really listen and give you reviews and share. And then you're counting on them to give you their weekend time which is time where they want to maybe disconnect. You know, they want to maybe watch Netflix or just spend time with their families. Or maybe they want to listen to a podcast while they're cleaning, but not necessarily want to take the time or can't take the time to leave a review and sharing. So I think you're shooting yourself in the food a little bit if you launch your podcast later in the week. I think it's better early in the week because you can build that momentum. And then if you want to do the ninja strategy and maybe later in the week, let's say you launch on a Monday and then by Wednesday you launch this additional episode or you launch on a Tuesday and then Thursday you launch an additional episode and you give that additional boost. But I definitely recommend launching Monday or Tuesday. Now for the communications cadence for this launch. Your launch unofficially starts when you decide you're going to launch. Like you don't need to have a whole blown plan to start setting the seats or planning the seats for your launch. I started talking about this on Instagram. I was telling people, I was sharing behind the scenes. I was not very strategic about it. I was just like sharing the process while I was preparing an official launch, an official campaign concept, the whole thing. I also created a giveaway and I was giving away Amazon gift cards and one-on-one consulting sessions. And all you had to do was to send me a screenshot of your review. Now, if you joined the launch team, you had two entries for every review. So if a normal person, not a normal person, but if someone who didn't join the launch team left a review and sent me the screenshot, they would have one enter into the giveaway if someone joined the launch team, they would have two entries into the giveaway. So I think it's just a way of incentivizing people. And I don't think it makes that big of a difference, but it's just a way of saying, thank you. I want to just give you more opportunities to win by being on this team because I appreciate you taking the time to say, hey, I want to support you. I want to be there for your launch. So to me, that was incredibly valuable. Now for the communication strategy, actual strategic communications around the launch. I had officially a two-week runway launch period. And I used the framework created by Jasmine Starr through her company, Social Curator. That is a platform that works like a social media marketing agency powered by AI. And they have, or they recommend four stages of a methodology for launch communication. And I have tried it before with other clients. I've tried it with myself in other contexts. It's been incredibly successful. So I used it here. And again, it worked like a charm. So the four stages are these four sequences. These are the warm-up sequence, the nurture sequence, the promote sequence, and the deadline sequence. The warm-up sequence is where you introduce yourself. You remind your community of your journey, and you basically start connecting, right? And when it comes to your product, to your podcast that you are going to launch. Then for the nurture sequence, I was talking about the problem my future listening was experiencing. And for a fresh reminder on all of this, go back and listen to the first part of this two-part episode because I was introducing, hey, you have this problem. um, This is a problem I see in the world, da, yada, yada. I was nurturing these connections. And then I had the promote sequence. And this is the actual promotion of the podcast. So I shared the covered art reveal. I launched a video that I created with my husband that we had a vision of making like a micro short film with just the vision behind the podcast. And I'm going to link it here if you want to watch it. And we had so much fun creating it. So we shared that too. I shared the track list. You know how albums do when they release or, or like artists do when they release an album. I shared the track list of the first three episodes that were going to be available just to promote and have people know what was coming their way. And finally, I said, hey, the podcast is available. Please listen, leave a review, share it with me, yada, yada, yada. And then we had the deadline sequence. And this is the final sequence. And it lasted for three days after the podcast launch date. So the deadline was to leave a review for a chance to be entered into the giveaway. So you had until Friday, I launched on a Tuesday, you had until Friday to leave me your review and you'd be entered into the giveaway. So that was kind of my card closing. You know, with launches, you have... Car closing and all bonuses are expiring. I had car closing quote unquote. The giveaway is closing that day. And this is so important. This five part, this next stage, this is the one on one messaging. And I think really this is the single most important piece for a successful launch. Between me and my team, we message over 150 people. No one was paid to message people. I did not have bots. I did not have like someone whose work was to message people. But I have to tell you, we were really motivated to make this launch a success. And I told you, one of the benefits of working with a competitive person is that we all take success very personally. So this was key, right? Because we ensure that the voice was spread. And because all of this, and I think really, especially because of the one-on-one outreach, our podcast was able to rank in number 37 in the U.S. in the marketing category. And we ranked in the top 10 in Venezuela. We ranked in Argentina. And I say our podcast because I truly feel like it was a team effort. It was from my husband, from my brother and business partner, my sister-in-law, my friends. But I really believe that also you were part of this effort. And this is a person that listened and decided to give the show a chance. Because of that, we were able to rank. We were able to get the show in front of more people. So I want to end this episode with gratitude, really, because launching this podcast has been the highlight of my year. I have such a big vision for it. And it cannot happen without the wonderful people like you that have believed in it. Every listen, every share, every review, everything has been worth it. My team has been working around the clock, getting the episodes edited because, yes, I recorded the first episodes last minute. Um, my brother, who is the sound director of my company, he created a custom song for the show. And I don't want to turn this into an Academy Award acceptance speech, but I do want to leave you with this. Your people are your most valuable asset. We live in an online, hyper-connected world. But I want to remind you today, your direct one-to-one relationships are the ones that are going to make all the difference in whatever it is you launch, in whatever it is your start. Even if I hadn't ranked, the love and dedication this podcast received made it all worth it in the end. And that, my friend, is where I want to end this conversation today. Thank you so much for listening. I see you soon. I hope you loved this episode. If you connected with the podcast in some way, please rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That is the number one way you can support the show. And because sharing is caring, share it with a fellow entrepreneur wanting to become a leader, not just a creator. I am so grateful for you. I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me a DM over to at eugenia.woo, that's at E-U-G-E-N-I-A dot W-O-O. And if you only send me a microphone emoji, I will know that you stay till the end. Thank you for listening. See you soon.